Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 207. We have now done as many episodes as the French Super Mini made by Peugeot. Huh. Huh. Is that how you say that car company? Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. you did it right. Good yeah. job, buddy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of small, silly things, this week we're talking about The Tarnsman of Gore, the 1966 <laughs> novel by John Norman. You can read along uh, with the, with us by going to audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. If you go to that address, sign up for a free trial membership. You can get this audiobook for free or any one of the other like 300 Gore books. Uh, There's a lot of... If you, if you like this... You are in luck. Cause <laughs> your life is made. There's so yeah. much more. You don't uh, have to read any other series for the rest of your life. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Uh, also, this episode today was sponsored by Thomas, who says this about it. Quote, it's the first book in a ridiculous movement in the style of Piers Anthony and Edgar Rice Burroughs that spawned a wow. subculture in the BDSM community of folks who take the rituals, symbols, and social order of Planet Gore very seriously. Gross. This, this is a new, uh, I think, thing for me to aspire to as a writer. Is like create your own BDSM community, any community really, but just like someone who like takes it way too seriously in like ways I did not intend it, you know. <laughs> uh, so thanks for your sponsorship, Thomas. If you want to force us to read any topic of your choice, you can go to read-weep.com right now. Click on the green dollar sign in the upper left-hand corner, and you can sponsor an episode. We will read anything, uh, probably involving a BDSM community. Um, it's it's becoming a specialty, Chris. It, it, we're with, completists now, right? We had to do still, all of it. Yeah. Oh no. Along no, with sixteen-year-olds who find out they're heroes and then luck their way through being a hero. <laughs> Shitty those, lucky heroes. Those are our two specialties. Anyway, thank you, Thomas, for your sponsorship. Go to readitweep.com. Click on the sponsorship button now. Let me introduce your panel. I'm your host. I'm Alex Falcone. You should follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Here are some of my friends. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. Hey, sword brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out stabbing someone in the shoulder makes you best buds. Yeah, yeah. right? Stab buddies. <laughs> buddies for life. Stab you you buddies. can be on opposing armies. You can be mortal enemies. But if you stab somebody in the shoulder in like a, you know, like a manly way, you know, like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then, yeah. then you're totally like friends forever. It's like how when two guys bot, like, they start fighting and then they end up hugging. It's like since stabbing is more intense than <laughs> Yeah, the bro, bro stab. It's a bro stab. Yeah. And you're yeah. allowed to hug without being judged. That is the nice thing. Oh, man. If we ever say like things I like about Gore, you can totally <laughs> cry as much as you want and hug as many dudes as you want. I think it's just nice. <laughs> it's, not, it's nice to be that open with your emotions. I like, I like the thought, Ezra, but you're crying mostly because you've been stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you get a hug after. I would rather yeah, you get a hug. no crying world. You probably get plenty of hugs, is why. Also joining us today is at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Seattle, Washington, it's Mr. Chris Smith. Hi there, Alex. I'm one of the characters introduced in the beginning part of the book, Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't show up in any way in the main part. Oh, you're one of the Earthlings. No, well, you know, there's also his dad and the scribe and the guy who teaches him fighting and all the friends he makes before page 70. (laughs) There's also first pleasure slave as well. Yeah, first pleasure slave. No idea what happens with her. Oh, I know. I think she marries marries, uh, Sword Brother. Well, if you can call that a marriage. (laughs) It's a marriage of slave venians. It's just between slave and step buddy. They can love each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Also joining us now, we have a very special guest today. She is the host of Sorry About Your Dad, a podcast about daddy issues at sorryaboutyourdad.tumblr.com. She's at Amy Miller on Twitter. In our Portland studios today, it's Amy Miller. Thanks for having me. I'm actually excited that you're... I thought I was going to be podcasting with only Alex. Uh-huh. So I'm Did glad really? there are other people here. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. no free woman should travel with just one warrior. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like I like how you did that. Uh. <laughs> did you really think it was just going to be me? Yeah. This is a creepier offer if it's, hey, come just hang out in my apartment. Hey, come over to my apartment. You said, read this you BDSM said yes, novel. Yeah, don't but worry. they're like it, just webcam people. I don't even know if they're real. That's true. This is going to be pre-recorded. It's yeah, I'm a pre-recorded video. Yeah, it's more I'm a creepy. bot. <laughs> I tweet sometimes. Chris is just a spam bot. Hey, look at what people are saying about you on Facebook. 
Yep. Thanks, hey guys, I lost 12 pounds. Ask me how. <laughs> you guys, look what trouble this puppy got into. Follow this bit.ly link. <laughs> I, what kind of trouble? I want to know. It's worth That's the right. risk. <laughs> All right, uh, so before we've talked, we've hinted at this book a little bit, but you have probably yes. not read The Tarnsman of Gore. Uh, felt Thank like God. Don't. You don't. Or, yeah. or, or the, what it was originally called in our plan document, which is the, the Tarn's Mama Gore. <laughs> uh, in case you want to follow along with the rest of this discussion, you should probably get the plot. So, Chris, you're our resident yes. summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. Today, yes. how would you like you to summarize in the style of a giant spider with a robot voice box? Oh, oh I God. forgot about Spider Robot. I love Spider Robot. <laughs> he was so noble, guys. And, and it is a lesson I think we've learned in a lot of other books. You should always be nice to the spider people. They will come, that'll come in handy later. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. You guys, you really want me to do a robot voice for this whole yes. time? You don't have to. Okay, yes. I'm okay. Make, make it guest. I'm the guest. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Greetings, sentient beings. <laughs> Welcome to Gore. The planet that is directly opposite the sun from your Earth. Therefore, you cannot see it when you look at the sky, but it's there. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep going. Gore. I'm enjoying this. Gore is a planet ruled by the priest kings who have unlimited technology and maybe magical powers. They're the ones who moved Gore into the counter position of the Earth, and everybody is afraid of them. But nobody ever meets one. Could you clear up for me really dead. fast, Robot Chris, why they moved it into counter-Earth position? Because what they wanted to do was take this one planet that they found called Gore and populate it with people. So they steal people from Earth and then bring them to Gore to populate the world. Wait, but did this happen in the book? I did not remember any of this. Well, I know that they it brought this definitely one guy happened. and then sent him back, so maybe that's their whole plot. It's a catch and release system. No, it, it definitely <laughs> happened. They 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 catch. Well, I'll explain this. Uh, so, <laughs> Tarl Cabot is a guy from Bristol, which is maniacally important. <laughs> He's English, and he moves to New Hampshire to teach English history. Uh, but then he gets abducted by the space aliens of Gore and gets brought there. His dad from the 16th century for reasons is also there and he explains that the world is called gore and it lives in a feudal system Do with we ever no technology why to speak of 1600s don't worry about it <laughs> uh, the system of society is based on castes and structure where the uh, warriors are higher than the merchants but mm -hmm. the scribes and the physicians are higher than the warriors and everybody has a label, and nobody wants to be a slave, but sometimes them's the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't get this any technology. This translation spider is doing a great job of translating our idioms. It's very impressive. <laughs> That's it's really right. good voice uh, box. <laughs> I blame the priest king technology. It's fantastic. Um, so, uh, Tarl lands on this thing, and he decides that even though he's a history professor, he wants to be a brave warrior. And due to the magic of gore, and or that everyone else is inbred from generations of small populations copulating with one another, he is the best warrior on gore without even trying. Yeah, he is, he is like, within, within a day or two, he is reigning world champion of sword fighting. <laughs> gore society and cities are also built on the idea of homestones, which means that every town has a stone that's like its flag. And if your it's, flag gets captured, your team has to fight for the other team. So everybody loves their stone and is very loyal to their homestone. Robot Chris, I just got to interrupt. I, this is terrible planning, I guess, really. Just like, why would you make like like eight dozen MacGuffins for anyone to like you know, steal at any point? Like, just say like, look, the spirit of our city is in your heart. It's really tough to steal everyone's heart, right? Ezra, you, uh, you misunderstand. Everyone on Gore is incredibly stupid and is incapable of metaphor or abstraction. They're also so sort of into fighting. I think I think war. They're is into yeah. fighting uh, and sword fighting without asking questions first. So when you s there is one stone per city, 
And when you are trying to capture that stone, everyone in that city is pissed off. <laughs> right, also, but they're also not guarding it. Not particularly well, no. <laughs> Who likes being a goalie? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a good point. No one wants. To Everybody be a wants to be a striker. No one wants to be a goalie. There's no honor in defense. Yeah, you can only blow the game. You can't win the game. Yeah, correct. Although you don't have to uh, run as many laps. That's an advantage. Uh, okay. So this guy Tarl goes on a mission for his dad can to we stop steal for a the. Wait. So was Tarl? A name that he got on Gore, or was it? No, an that, that was his fucking name. That's his fucking name. name. Because he got the child and said, you know, "I yeah. love you, his, Tarl." His or, father's name was, was Matthew, and uh-huh. his name is Tarl. This is how he became such a good fighter, because kids in school always beat him up. Oh, like the boy name. Yeah, yeah, a boy name. So yeah, a boy yeah. name. A boy name Tarl. A boy name Tarl theory. Tarl Cabot goes on a quest to steal the homestone flag of the biggest bad city in all of Gore. This city is called R. And to get there, he rides on a bird. I'm starting to feel bad for your nose. You can just finish this normal style. Okay, fuck. Okay, so... (laughs) Uh, he goes uh, on this bird called uh, a tarn, uh-huh. which, which are makes him a tarnsman. Ba- mm-hmm. Makes him a tarnsman, although, you know, some say it's not the bird that makes it you the tarnsman. <laughs> right? uh, anyway. Well, it's sort of like, I mean, he actually spent longer as an English professor than as a tarnsman, so really this is the English professor of Earth is what this book should be called. <laughs> Um, anyway, so he goes on this on this mission, and uh, he kind of bungles it a little bit. He's supposed to go get the stone and the daughter of the king of the city and, like, bring the stone back and also have the daughter killed or something like that. <laughs> or I don't know. They're really weird into, like, killing people for honor and also uh, having slave girls and things that just aren't good. They love <laughs> killing and they love slaves. Yeah, They're they super do. Into both those. He bungles it, but in doing so, he makes a few friends, and he like in his like trying to recover the stone and trying to recover all this stuff, and he gets embroiled in this huge larger conflict where the city of R. Now that he stole the the stone, but he like dropped it later <laughs> or something. Uh, basically, there's a fight over who's going to control this city, uh-huh. and if the big bad assassin guys get the city everyone's going to be fucked. But if the former king of the city gets his throne back, uh, then only, the s- only yeah, some of the people will be fucked. Only some of the people will be fucked. fucked, I guess. Who's pleasure, though? Is, you can't fuck all the people all the time. But you <laughs> exactly. can fuck some of the people most of the time. Or and, and Tarl wants to enforce this lesson, so he teams up with uh, the guy who's the lesser of two evils. And he goes and helps uh, take the city back. Mm-hmm. And the daughter that he was supposed to kill originally, he has since fallen in love with and rescues, and then uh, like throws eight, her over eight the back. Times, of, sorry, like eight yeah. times rescues her. Yeah, yeah. she's always in front of And six or eight times uh, avoids being murdered by her. Yeah. yeah. Which I can agree always with trying him. To That kill is him. sort of charming. He wins, good guys win, and uh, then the priest kings think he is too powerful. Um, he is too much of a force because they, the priest kings, these gods with all these technology on Gore, they limit the technology of the people uh-huh. and they use magic or thereabouts uh-huh. and uh, they don't want to be threatened in their reign. So they send, they send Tarl back to Earth where he lives in Manhattan uh-huh. and wishes he was on Gore where he could have slave girls and ride on giant birds. That's the book. Well, the sword fighting really is not going to go over as well in Manhattan. No, that'll get you tased, bro. Uh, there's so much in there to break down that I would love to talk about, but let's do it in order. And here's what we're going to do, though. Before we actually break down all the little pieces that we don't like about it, we have to start and end our discussion with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. Uh, it's been with us since day one, and it's an important way for us to seem like fair and legitimate criticism. So, Amy, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I will go last. Excellent. Ez, you're up first. What is it? What's your major compliment? Um... So at one point, right before before Tarl goes to Gore, mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey man, I'm just gonna lie my way into a university level job in America uh-huh. because like, Americans tenure track, but not there yet." Yeah, I, yeah. I just I think it's a great like 
time, I guess, like in the 60s or 40s or whenever, when like you could just lie your way into like great job security and like, you know, three day, three months off like uh, every year. It's just you if you don't know what you're doing and you're British and you have an accent, you get to have a university level job in you America. Could be a professor it's so good. English. I believe things. that could still happen. If you had an English accent and said you were teaching English history, I wouldn't check. It's also a really good writing technique if you're a terrible writer. Because he <laughs> establishes that he's not very smart and he says it so much in the beginning, like, oh yeah, I'm a passable professor. So right. all these things come up where he's like, uh, I don't really know how the languages ended up breaking off. And then he just goes, I'm not a linguist. I told you this in the beginning. Like, he uh-huh. uses it to just be a shitty sci-fi writer over and over. Like, well, I told you my narrator yeah. wasn't that knowledgeable. I like to think that he's doing... <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't know how, but all of a sudden I wound up, like, with two slave girls and fighting with a lot of swords and spears and stuff. I'm yeah, just I don't a history know. professor. I, exactly. I don't know how to use commas, so it's going to be a, one big run on. <laughs> <laughs> that's genius yeah that's very smart uh chris why don't you go second major compliment yeah um my compliment i guess is an astronomy compliment sure um, i like the idea of a counter earth uh-huh. even though it's totally not actually there um but like it's perfectly opposite yeah it's perfectly opposite the earth's orbit uh-huh. right and so we can't ever see it and the idea is the priest kings fuck with the satellites that we send so yep. that they don't see it either yeah, so, um, so magic. Yeah, so... This was the key, because so, it was like, well, wouldn't that throw off the, the gravitational pull of... Wait, magic. Yeah, oh, yeah. the oh, magic. Wouldn't the moon our satellites see it? No, magic. Magic. Wouldn't it reflect light? Magic. Magic. Yeah, so it was really actually yeah. strong... That was also a strong writerly tact. Yeah. And in a, a coda to that, another astronomy compliment, I guess, is that I am now in Brooklyn three hours ahead of y'all, so I had uh-huh. three hours to watch television on the internet before I actually had to record the show. Which is fantastic. <laughs> Magic! Magic! Yeah, because the Priest Kings wanted it that way. Yeah. <laughs> they really wanted me to watch Netflix. I, I like... Well, there, there are some scientists who believe that we have a counter-sun, a nemesis star... That yeah, that's right. Outside of Jupiter, all. right? Uh, oh, no. Well, we don't know where does it is. It, wait, wait, Alex, quick question. Uh-huh. Does it have a goatee? <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> Why would you ask that? It's evil, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I like the theory of the counter earth. Although I was expecting it to be more counter, I was expecting it to be like all the toilets flush backwards in the northern hemisphere. I don't know, whatever. It's called. <laughs> Walk on their hands and hamburgers eat people. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's in yes. Rand McNally. Yes, that. <laughs> Walk on their hands and hamburgers eat people. That's counter earth. My my turn next. My major compliment is uh, I really like the character of Tarl, except for his name. I like that he is just so game for anything. <laughs> Tarl is down for whatever. He's so hey, down Tarl. for whatever. He goes camping, gets taken up into space, and they're like, listen, it's really important that you learn to fight with swords and then go kill those guys. Like, you're on our team, we have to fight that team. And he's like, just the first day, he's like, yeah, okay. He goes camping I'm all- alone when he's supposed to be at work. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. basically a burner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, so that's, he's supposed to be at work. The job, yeah, the, the job that he lied to get, also, right? Well, right, yeah. 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 He's, he's great. I love it. But just some alien says, I'm your dad, and he never goes, wait a second. Let's do a paternity test first. He's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll fight to the death for you. He's, he has no skepticism, no critical eye towards, nope. like, the system of, like, slavery nope. that's going on. He's nope. just like, well... I normally don't agree with slavery, but when in Rome, look <laughs> exactly. But when in Rome, is really as long as his, I want his this answer. side of slavery, I guess I, I mean, have to go along with it. And, and she keeps removing her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good with not. I mean, he's pretty good with like not enslaving people, right? He like set one person free. He like didn't kill another person he was no, supposed to kill. Don't defend him. Come on. <laughs> I'm I just do saying. See him take that alien on the Mori Povich show, though. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Well, if you're my, really my dad, you've been a shitty dad for the last 700 years. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, Amy, what's your major compliment? Um, well, I really appreciate how often uh, Tarl goes into the detail of how beautiful the cuffs and collars are. He's really into cuffs oh, yeah. and collars. Like, he often mistakes them for jewelry, even towards the end, when he knows what they are. Yeah. Like, you fucking know what that so, is. So the cuffs are He's handcuffs. Just like, 
and the collar is the like symbol of who owns you. So this is like slave collar. Yeah. yeah, but he otherwise known as a metal loop around your neck yeah. that keeps you from walking away. But he, like, he always gets confused about what it is, and right. he's like, "Oh, if I had known, I might have mistaken that for jewels." <laughs> and I just like knowing that if I was on a counter earth as a slave, I would look really pretty and have platform heels on. You'd look great. And <laughs> ten inch platform heels. Tarl at this one point he's like really confused because. The daughter of the king is like almost the height of a man. <laughs> um, and then he realizes later that she's wearing 10 inch heels and that before her body was disproportionately tall and now she uh-huh. was a very pleasant height. And it was just very like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I mean, it is unpleasant if somebody's ankles are 12 inches long. Well, that is that's weird. true. But it does not suck if she's almost as tall as you. Uh, this sounds personal. Yeah, it's the only one here who's in a relationship with a tall woman. <laughs> well, that's true, but like, also, why are you judging that? I uh, well, maybe he's just a big fan of volleyball, Chris. <laughs> because it's this book. It's this shitty book. He also was thinking about abusing her until she was naked, and then he was like, and then I saw she was too beautiful for that. Yeah. Well, actually, let's yeah. let's just do this. We're obviously getting into the hates right now, so let's just jump right into it. Let's jump on our Sorry. hate ship and fly away. No, don't be. It's perfect. We'll just transition now. We'll go. We'll have its time. Beautiful bracelets, though. Beautiful. Yes. Bangles, oh, oh. jewels. Love it. Well, so the thing about the the hates for the for the bracelets, I think just like this book might have just been written to like get someone that he was interested in trying to get them interested in BDSMs. So it was like, oh, all these like chains and stuff. I thought they were jewelry. (laughs) I would love to have something so nice as this. Wouldn't you love to have some nice jewelry? You know, uh, the store doesn't accept returns. So (laughs) no, no. Here's the thing: you can wear your existing bracelets. I'm just going to add a bunch of little bracelets tying each of your bracelets together, so you can't move your wrists anymore. But it's all still jewelry, honey. You look cute. (laughs) You look like a queen. I was going to abuse you until I saw how tall you were. (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're just going to jump into our hate ship and fly away. Let's uh, Maybe you need a, a hate helmet or a hate suit. Whatever it is, mm. we're going to go in, off into to outer hate, and we're going to do some hates now. Here, let's, let's keep on sexism for a second. Uh, there's a great moment where he fle- frees a slave, yeah, and he's freed her, mm. and she's like, you can go, and she starts crying, and he says, she was crying with all the incomprehensibility of the female sex. Oh, fuck this. Uh, yeah. Which... This is not a statement about the female sex. If you can't comprehend why someone who was just freed from slavery would cry, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. After he already says that he likes how it's comfortable for men to show emotion. Oh, right, because men can cry. Yeah. Well, maybe. Oh, maybe men I was wrong. can cry. Maybe this wasn't sexist. Maybe it's just a different world where women are expected to be stronger on because it's counter Earth. I don't think so. So I men think cry. It's double sexist is may- what it is. Maybe men carry the babies. <laughs> Okay, counter theory. Okay, great. She's crying because basically he just fired her from her only <laughs> job that she's ever had. She's she has no other security. usable skills. She has no usable skills, and it's a tough job market on Gore. It is. So what's she going to do? Now she has to go get her associates. So she's yeah, going to be right. a pleasure her, volunteer? That's not her resume. Right. Oh, a pleasure intern? Yeah. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> or a, a get... cast of physician's assistants. <laughs> she's going to go... Be in charge of pleasurable billing and coding with her degree from ITT Tech. That's right. And she's just crying because now she has to go $10,000 in debt. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Or 10,000 tarn discs. Yeah, tarn in debt. For her bachelor's in being a scribe. <laughs> <laughs> a PA in scribeness. She would get to play like intramural uh, tarn ball, though, while she's there, which is kind of oh, fun. That's true. She's yeah. not really or tall f- enough to be a, the captain of the tarn yeah. team, but... Yeah, well, and make out is- on a tarn blanket on the tarn quad. <laughs> You're gonna go smoke a little. Uh, Too bad her reputation is so tarnished. Uh, oh, I will. I will send you home. <laughs> you brought me here. Uh, awesome. All right. Anything else? What else do you hate? Uh, um, I also love this book. Yeah, you know, like insofar as it's sexist, it's also incredibly culturally insensitive. <laughs> like basically, the women, the slaves, and everybody else. Like, okay, these women when they're traveling, they wear what amounts to a burqa, basically. Yeah. He's like, describes it, like, basically like he a more it. colorful version yeah. of a burqa. The yeah. And then every time he references oh, that did. outfit, yeah. he says how absurd it is that anyone would wear that. And, like, it's a ridiculous costume. And it's just like a burqa. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> 
and like it also makes me no question his judgment whether she was pretty or not, or if it was just like the first time he'd seen like midriff since he got Wait, to gore. Actually, if I remember back to the sexism thing, the reason their reason for like keeping all the women in the burkas is because um, some dudes on gore, some dudes are just gonna come by and steal a woman from time to time, uh, yeah. but they won't steal a woman if they don't know if she's hot or not. Well, and so or maybe they just don't know she's a woman because like that could be a cactus. It's just, so hard to know. <laughs> it's just a cactus in like a shroud. Yeah, yeah, that's how they <laughs> these guys. They, they my face is really red. Around a cactus. <laughs> so I've been married. To, you I... grab it. You give it a big hug because that's what you do on gore. You hug, and then you're covered in, in needles. Right. It's this guy who's like unknowingly been like having sex with a cactus for like the last three years, <laughs> and like has not yet realized that he's. You mean he's on like Tarn Mori show, and they're like, I'm actually a cactus. <laughs> My wife that I stole is actually a cactus. This is a better book. I want to read that. <laughs> more, of a, more of a daytime TV show than a book. Oh, yeah, I would watch that. I would actually. watch that too. I would also like any time the reveal is I'm a cactus. Because they look sort of person-like, right? They look... You could be... I just thought I was always thought you're surprised. In, yeah, I thought you were so enthusiastic. Far. I thought you would give me high fives. Yeah. yeah. If, if you were, like, you know, constantly pretending that you had stuck a landing. Yeah. Like, that could work. <laughs> <laughs> or that your feet were stuck in this hole and you couldn't move. He works for Southwest, bringing the planes in, and I just thought he couldn't stop working when he got home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he brings his work home free. with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. So I have a problem with the priest king situation. Sure. Uh, Why not? So the priest kings have all the power. They have the power to make any person spontaneously combust. Well, yeah. sure. death. The, the flame death, they, will rand, they can, not randomly, but very specifically, if you, like, say the wrong thing about them, they will make you burst into flame and die instantly. And probably sometimes if they're just, like, not paying attention, they snap their fingers accidentally. Sure. Like, yeah, it, 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 it fires. like they're listening to a little monk, and they're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> or sometimes they just can't get the pilot light started, and so it takes a while, and then they accidentally kill four people nearby. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult. My, that, that one's on me, guys. I'm sorry. That's my bad. But here's my problem. They have that power. And yet the only way they can figure out to try to keep the society in check is by picking up random English professors and bringing them in to fight the battles. Surely with the flame death, they could have figured out a way to take care of that evil leader. Like maybe, I don't know, the flame death. <laughs> <laughs> What, this guy's being Although, too mean? Maybe if I just gave him a little flame death, he'd knock it off. Or maybe just, like, burn his hand or something? Like, teach him a yeah. lesson? Yeah, this book almost gave me the bored and confused death. <laughs> <laughs> All part of the plan, Chris. Surely there's a better way that they don't have to go steal English professors. Or why not steal people from, like, I don't know, the American gladiators? Why not take yeah. someone who's got a chance? Or why or not just, like... history? <laughs> Why not steal like some ham hocks and do the flame death on those? Get some roasted ham hocks. <laughs> it's a great way to have cheap ham. Well, my, I, Listen, my we could have stole book, people, but all we stole were pork bellies. <laughs> my reading of this book wasn't that the priest kings were just hungry. Is that how you read it? Well, I just think you you have the flame death. You don't know what to do with it. Ham hocks. <laughs> Or go camping a lot. They would have been perfect to go camping. They would be super oh, useful. Yeah. So yeah. Does anyone know how to start a fire? And they're like, yes, but only everywhere. <laughs> but only yeah. in a person. <laughs> so you always yeah, have, you have to, to bring. Oh, you have to like bring a like a red shirt to camping. Right. You know, they're like yeah. just in case. Like it's like oh yeah, let's bring like our three best friends and also know. this guy. I thought yeah. you meant red shirt the way they use it in freshman in college football, where it means oh no, you're gonna <laughs> don't hit this guy because he hasn't started his eligibility yet. Because if the yeah, idea was like a college fire football a team was like, we just bring a guy along that we kill sometimes during practice. <laughs> I know like three things about sports, and this happens to be one of them. Ask me what can of corn means in baseball sometime. That's my other one. Of t- <laughs> wait, wait, that, you, you, you know, wait, you, so you just lost one of the others? I forgot. I couldn't think of another one that I know. I'm sure there's one other thing I know. I don't know. Like, uh, um, Are the Yankees a baseball team? Yes. I, well, I know that. I know that. <laughs> That they're Good a job. baseball team and a civil war team, and um, <laughs> and a can of candle. Uh, what other hate? What do you guys have? Do you have any hates in any order? So does anybody jump in? What's a hate you don't? I'm gonna have a hate on like use of tarns. Like at one point they had sex on the tarn. I feel like that's awkward for the tarn. I'm your horse, not not your giant, unwilling bed giant, and threesome. No giant falcon. Yeah, yeah, but I was picturing it like a Pegasus, I guess. But does it have a body or is it just? I, a, yeah. a I thought it was like a manta ray. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. time, pterodactyl space... feathers. I would take pterodactyl, but a space manta ray I would also tolerate. <laughs> it's not flapping its wings. It's got that like wavy thing yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. You well, can have sex on a manta ray. That's fair. Yeah, tons of no, it's, it's, it's basically not. a swimming mantra. It's like a California guys. king size. Yeah. <laughs> you owe it to yourself no. to have sex on a manta it's ray. It's not, guys. The manta rays hate this. <laughs> well, no, but that's why you have the manta ray goad to make sure they are, they stay level. That's not cool. They're pretty deferential. I don't think they actually care. I'm still not. Like, look, here's the thing. If your bed is a sentient being, even if you can get your bed to do something like stay there, don't do it. Okay, but you're abusing well, you power. Life, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're... As what if he wants to be there? <laughs> you go onto the aquarium, right? As there's always that room where you can touch the rays, and they're like, "I don't mind that a kid's touching my back. Why would they mind if you were having sex on it?" Not cool, bro. I... Not cool. <laughs> really? Don't don't sex on me. <laughs> well, sure, New Hampshire. Don't sex on me. <laughs> I think you can. I think it's fine. Uh, not on one of the smaller rays or like the stingrays. That's no, just dangerous. Stingray might flip out and then you know. But let's picture yeah. of all the animals in the animal kingdom. Is there something that would be softer if it were gigantic and flying than a, a sea sponge a or panda. a giant koala? Yeah, I was gonna say panda. Also, actually, the front of a panda. <laughs> yeah, mm. panda belly. And then we made love me. on the tummy of a giant panda. Oh, he's gonna watch you, Alex. Uh, no, but a manta ray's eyes are like down, right? Yeah, they're all gonna watch. <laughs> I don't want them watching me. Those tarns were watching for sure. If like a man, if the manta ray, or if the panda, the giant panda that's flying, I guess, are doing the backstroke. Ooh, how about a panda ray? <laughs> that's probably why the tarns are so loyal because they're like, oh, better go pick him up. They're probably gonna fuck some more. <laughs> I get to watch it. <laughs> I hope he's pulling on the one string. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> ad was neither required nor approved by audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep if it's even barely a book we have it meanwhile on the savage planet gore talent of my queen what are you listening to the master and margarita by mikhail bulgakov but you're my wife you should be listening to my great exploits of how strapping and noble i am and pants why are you wearing pants I like this book better because unlike here i can understand what the fuck is going on Torl. You're tarnate tarn and tarnished a poor war-torn tarnsman. Thank you, Toril. My tarn's guardsman. Sure. What the fuck is wrong with this language? Yeah, that shit gets old. But surely the story can't be as epic as that of mine, Tarl, the tarnsman of Karoba, of Gore. Okay, I'm starting to see the issue here. It's better. It's got Jesus hanging out with Pontius Pilate in 1930s Moscow, a talking cat... And a moonlight ball of the dead. What about tarns? Tarl, your tarn tar to tarn barn and tore a tear in your tarns guard Torl. Ugh, that's me. Nope, no tarns here. Sold. And best of all, it's free from audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. You won't have to part with a tenth of a tarn disc. I took some tarn yarn to repair the darn tarn tear on my torn flarn. Huh? That's my penis. Oh. Oh. Gross. Download The Master and Margarita by Mikhail Bulgakov for free from audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Darn flarn tearing tarns. Learn to read, learn to write, learn to talk. just rookies to me. Learn to read, learn to write, learn to talk. Breaking down you fool, 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 fool. Learn to read, learn to write, learn to talk. Hey, let me ask you guys a couple questions really quick. I just want to know. So we've talked about this on several other episodes, but... We're not really survivors, right? So here's what I want to know, you guys. How would you fail to survive on the planet Gore? Do I even need to answer this question? Well, I, you're not even. <laughs> yeah, you're not even considered human. There, I'd still. Be, I'd be. Conv- I'd be interested to hear how you think you die first. Like how? Yeah. Like what specifically is going to kill yeah, you? What's worse for you than other uh, of your gender that is not taken well care of on this planet? Well, I'm afraid of heights. So oh yeah, that so you... tarn flying's not no good. Well, they also have those lizards you can ride. No, well, I'm but, not riding but that. But sometimes you have to have sex on the back of a tarn. Yeah, you can't have sex on the back of a lizard. No. I mean, you, no, you could, but it'd be rough. What if you had a lizard mm. that had one of those, like, like Lion King, <laughs> not Lion King, like a Jungle Book-esque, like, seats on the back of an elephant? Like one of the big, you know what I'm talking about? The big regal... 
Yeah. Oh yeah, with like saddles. the it has walls. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, and, and a bed and, and a and a woman in it. You know, one of those. <laughs> like on a lizard. Back to the sex animals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so you'd have to do that. You'd have to have sex on a flying uh, uh, horse creature. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be up high all the time. I, I don't have, like, a lot of upper body strength, so all that sorting <laughs> yeah. is not... Yeah, the sorting's going to be problematic. Swords are really heavy. Yeah, it turns out they are. That would also be a very difficult thing for and me. And then, uh, well, it seems like if I were a woman of... A free woman of mm-hmm. an upper caste... Sure. You and what's like, you would? Yeah, the yeah. daughter of a yuba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the king president guys were called U-bars, which is actually pretty fun to say. A lot of the other words I hate, but I like U-bar. U-bar. Mm, parkour is pretty funny for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There's this guy who's basically called parkour. Even yeah. though I don't, I think it's called parkour. But like, yeah, it's like free running. They're like, beware of parkour. It's very like, it takes a lot of core. <laughs> like, it takes core to parkour on gore. Yeah, a quad, like a lot of quads. Yeah, here. This is why I think how I would fail to survive is I don't think no matter how rational he sounded from the robot box, I would still be grossed out by giant spiders. I would be freaked oh, out. Oh yeah, I couldn't be friends with them. That would be super hard. I would, okay. I would say something uh, disrespectful like ah, and then we need a giant shoe, like, and then he would kill me. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and similarly, I'd die because I'm afraid of birds a little bit. Oh. And, um, well, with their beady eyes and unpredictable nature, and they're just made of pecking and claws, and they can fly And these you. ones had steel claws somehow? Well, they had, like, steel claws, like, kind of like horseshoes. I thought like they were claws like steel. Were they actually steel claws? Well, no, actually they were actually sparking. steel shod. Like, they, uh, were, they were, like, basically the war tarns were basically the with spikes. <laughs> the war-torn tarns had... The war-torn tarns yeah, had a lot of parkour with a strong core that they got at the core store. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as the gym, the tarn. <laughs> Only five uh, tarn well, discs. They, they call the gym the tarn barn. I know where I die. I die um, on the way to Gore because there's like I think they got like a, a secret message, like it was like a yeah. metal frisbee or something like that. Yeah. That like it said like gave a message and like said we'll destruct in like ten seconds and then like blows up, and like I probably wouldn't get away from the disc fast enough. I don't think I think I die like trying to find out the right place to dispose of this disc. And then, like, get blown up. Well, you're yeah, you're going to be looking for a responsible recycling. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's pack where I blow up. You, pack out what you pack in, right? Yeah, yeah, Leave no trace. Yeah. Not leave no disc that explodes. Right. And what if what if that was just a lie? Because you could just write that on anything. And what if it was like, here's like this is a bag of bear food, and I write, will self-destruct, and then I leave it in the because woods. Because his dead father was talking out of it. Oh, that's true. But he could have just been on mushrooms. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or that could have been I, from yeah. someone playing a great joke. And right, that's it. I guess I died of mushrooms, the mushrooms that he took and somehow survived. <laughs> uh, I also, uh, I think I would probably, uh, I would just, just having gone that long without a shower when he was camping would probably be enough to kill me. I am. You'd die of your own stank, Alex? Uh, it just the will to live would disappear, you know? I would be like, I'd be laying in the woods for like an hour and be like, let's pull the plug. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I've had a good run. Yeah. So I'm going to make it farther than all of you. I think you might. I don't want to. I mean, I also don't want to fight to death to the death against an alien, and that just proves my f- fears of camping. Sometimes you have to do Oof. stuff you don't want to do. I don't trust it. <laughs> you don't shower. You might have to stab somebody. Uh, at any point, you might have to free or capture a slave. Yeah, and at best, at best, you have sex on a tarn. Yeah, that's your that's your <laughs> upside. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's your like Mario just beat this level sort of victory dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is you, that's the top of the flag? Is you jumped off and you had sex on a essentially a flying manta ray, a, Although, a giant death machine. You yeah. do, Alex. That flying flying sex was one of your goals. So it I'm was. not sure why. You, I agree. Yeah. With that. I have no problem with that. It's the uh, that I'm, that I'm fine with. Although if you had food while you're flying and had sex, you'd be like, no, I'm out. You do know what I like. Way too yeah. well. And if the thing that you were having sex on oh, happened to be half human and half another animal. <laughs> wow, you do know a lot about my humorous. We have talked for like 8,000 hours <laughs> yeah. about this shit. Actually, let's do this. This is sort of related. Let's talk about this. If you were building, if you were a priest king and you were tasked with creating a counter earth and hiding it from view, what would your counter earth be like? What would you want on a counter earth? Okay. Oh, I got one. I got. Can I go first? Yes, please. Yep. 
chocolate vanilla swirled would be vanilla chocolate swirled. Ooh. Ooh. Like there's three yeah. levers and the outside ones are swirl. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And instead of dipping dots, it's dot and dips. <laughs> it's the ice cream of the past. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Also, I just had Dippin' Dots for the first time. They're really disappointing. They're not that good. They, Super they taste mostly like nitrogen. They really hurt your tongue. Yeah, they're just, it's mostly the weird consistency. It's, yeah. I, I think Every cereal changed. except for Captain Crunch cuts your gums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if, it, what if your cereal was the more, like the longer it stayed in milk, the crispier it got? Oh, just that's cool. exactly the same. Or it was just, it, was just, it yeah. handle the milk. It's milk neutral. Yeah. 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 Or you took, or you put milk, you put poured cereal into your milk. It's fucking mm, crazy on Counter Earth, you guys. You it's Ooh, crazy. Yeah. There's a well, uh, there's a scandal whenever a politician is not currently having sex with someone. <laughs> <laughs> he can't keep his pants down. <laughs> yeah, and I think you'd want to make somewhere docile. You know, so I think the priest kings have it all wrong. Right, they limit technology, and they have this weird societal order over these homestones. Right. I think instead you let them have a bunch of technology. You give so they everyone gets a homestone. Video stone. games. A homestone in every driveway. Get, everybody gets a home <laughs> screen, right? Uh, so they just like are staring at their screen, and then you also make the air smell vaguely of cookies, so people are docile and in a mood to spend money. Guys, are we in this counter earth? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much Earth, Chris. Although the cookie smell, I'm not familiar with. That's the mall. You've made counter yeah. mall. Yeah. Earth mall. Exactly. Counter. Oh, also, guys. Mrs. Fields. I'd guys. Happy. The game Counter Strike is just called Strike. <laughs> you guys are so dumb. <laughs> you laughed. You just got so. All right, that's enough. Let's go to the second half of our compliment sandwich. You guys are running out of time. So let's do the other half. So we're going to say one more nice thing uh, about this book before you can move on. Amy, you went last that, last time, so you have to go first this time. What's your final compliment? Your minor compliment to the Tarnsman of Gore and the last nice thing you'll ever say about this book ever. Mm, well, the nice thing is that I haven't known you very long, mm-hmm. so after reading this, it won't be a big sacrifice to never talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could help you out. We'll just be where I was a few months ago. We'll just go back to <laughs> never having met, or like just acquaintances. Yeah, it's not really a compliment of the book. It's more about the experience. That's fine. No, that's definitely reasonable. Um, well, this has been a good experience for all of us. Then I'm glad. <laughs> glad we could share this moment, you guys. I'm glad you guys could be here for the end of this friendship. Brief this young oof. friendship. Hey, on 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 counter gore, uh, you guys are. The same person. Oh shit! Because right? oh, no. that's the di- that's the opposite of never like talking to each other again. Is being, being the, the same, same person. person. So yeah, we're like you're both. Oh, so like I'm the voice in the back of her head telling her that we have to go save Jamie. Oh, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I can count on you. Uh, all right, continuing backwards. My minor compliment is this: uh, I I don't want to ever be uh, the king of gore. I don't want to be one of the one of those guys. Uh, but if I were, I've learned some valuable lessons from this book, uh, and the main one is. When you're executing somebody, don't take your eye off the ball. Mm. Three times. Yeah. This is a common James Bond villain mistake. Classic. It's just leave mistake. them in a tricky situation where they'll probably die and just walk away. You're like, yeah, they're like, all right, well, this death is called the river death, and I tie you up to this thing, and I put you in the river, and the birds will peck you around. And let's see, it looks like about 10 minutes away from dying. Well, I'm just going to assume this worked out and live my life as if I've killed you. And then, Well, leave. I mean, I... I understand because, like, you know, matinee prices for movies are important to get to on time. Sure. So, like, it's like it's going to go five dollars if you like wait the extra ten minutes. Right, but the second two executions were on weekends, where it was like the matinees end at like yeah. one o'clock, and you're not going to get yeah, early yeah. to watch a movie. That might have been like a brunch thing. I don't know. No one wants a brunch movie. Yeah, you have to run. It's like well, it's like with races, right? You have to run at full speed past the finish line. Yeah. Otherwise, you're slowing down to hit the finish line. Yeah, that's right. But don't accelerate to the finish line because that's when most amateur runners have heart attacks. Really? Oh yeah. Is this the other thing you know about sports? It is. That's the third thing. And the Yankees may or may not be a team. I'm not sure. I do have another compliment. Go for it. Oh. <laughs> you want to jump in again? The naming. So, well, between, like, Marlenis, Talana, Tarls, mm-hmm. Tarl, Parkour. Tars, 
Yeah. It's Coral, who has remote hilarious to read out loud if you are from Boston or a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Tadsman. Tadsman. Yeah. The Tansman of Gah. The Tan Tau. We're going to see Malinus. It really is like, as a, as a creative insight, the author had one, and that was like, there should be more R's in words. He's from- Why is his name Tarl when they're called Tarns? There's two, those are the major similar. things in the book. Why <laughs> it's do you- Tarl and the Tarns? This guy hey, could have thought listen, of anything. Hey, hey, it's not even your compliment. Go back to your cage. Uh, Put your necklaces back on. No, no, now's your chance. He he trusts you. Kill him now. (laughs) Chris. Yes, sir. What is your minor compliment? So, um, there was a part of the book uh, that was really, like, wonderfully sexual. So, I have to disagree with Amy when she said there was no sex. Uh. Uh, Because my version of the book had a really great part. It's when he's dueling parkour, uh, the big bad guy at the end of the book. We met almost over the body of Talana, the tips of our touching alertly. Once, twice, each sounding the other out. Parkour f- not exposing himself. His eyes seeming to watch my f- noting how I f- the below. He f- me again and seemed satisfied. <laughs> he then began f- elsewhere. Yeah. Methodically, okay, using his f- almost as a physician might use a f- applying it first to one area and then to another. I drove in once directly. Parkour slid the b- lightly to one side, almost casually. While we touched b- almost as if involved Uh in some bizarre ritualistic dance there was the ringing the (laughs) of fierce play around us as the men of parkour engaged the men of R. and here's the thing is even if that wasn't about sex even if that was about swordplay they are bang buddies now it's true they stab each other and that makes them buddies for life but he was like i don't want to be your buddy anymore i'll just kill myself well and on core you're allowed to show emotions and apparently how they show emotions is touching tips (laughs) as Mm -hmm. That leaves you. What's your minor compliment? Um, I guess this is uh, just all the great options that you know that like this kind of opened up. So like, okay, in this counter Earth, yes, the the predominant weaponry is like swords and stuff that we think is cool. Mm-hmm. But how great would it have been if like this the weapons that like they use were like super weird lame weapons like just feathers? Oh, like, or if like oh, in counter Earth you have to fight with Nerf guns. Yeah, right. And they actually hurt you. Or, or just like I don't know, it's like a cucumber eating contest, which is like your your biggest like like showing of prowess. Um, Ooh, I just think there's a lot of great options for competitive eating as the goal, as the way you show superiority. Because like we already, it's just it's just like this is just like us, but like you know like 500 years ago. Uh, But it could be like there's a lot of great options of like how best to test your strength. You know, Um, what about compliments? Really, a lack of imagination here. Yeah, and I'll say to, to all of our, uh, our listeners, um, let us know what, what you would put on your counter-earth. Yeah. Uh, how, how'd you make it better? I like that. I like to know what's on, on everybody else's counter-earth. Um, you know, on counter-earth, does, do clocks go counterclockwise all the time? Oh. But it's called it clockwise? Just... Right. Ooh. Yeah, that's how they get you. Go to facebook.com slash read and weep and tell us what your counter-earth would be like. Um... What what would be the wor- like? So, what's your way of selling disputes on Gore? Emotional manipulation. <laughs> oh, that's great. Pretty much the same. <laughs> Amy, uh, your same Gore versions. is a great Gore. <laughs> this is just yeah. This on is- my counter Earth, though, people like it, oh. and they're like, oh. "You were right," and I really learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this guilt taught me a lot about how I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on my on my counter Earth, people settled uh, settled by who can make have a friend on a podcast without ruining their friendship. <laughs> no one's won yet, but <laughs> That is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back again next week. Next week we're talking about Dante's Cove, season 1. This is sponsored by Nick Bailey and Nick had this to say. Quote, it's three hours and eight minutes of the most bizarre gay Canadian television show I've ever seen. I saw it first in a Queers in Space class in college. Sure. Hold on a second, you guys. That's a class. Are they in yeah. space? I'm Is good. Is Dante's Cove in space? I don't know. Anyway, and he said, and when I saw the credits roll, I thought the Read and Weep guys would love this. Which, for those of you who are thinking about sponsoring an episode, that is definitely a way you can do this. Instead of, this would be horrible. 
they would enjoy oh. this. That's possible. You could choose that. You probably won't. I can't believe that there wasn't any queers in space class when I was in college. I am really disappointed about that. What an age we live in today. Yeah. yeah we could have majored in that. Maybe, Create your own major. Maybe we are on Counter Earth already. It's just so beautiful. Carl Cabot's probably his professor. <laughs> so the person lied. He's like, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm from space. Uh, I would be great at teaching this class. I'm a natural. Can you hear my space accent? Anyway, join us for that next week. If you want to sponsor an episode, go to readdeathweek.com slash sponsor. Uh, thanks for being here, as always, Chris and Ezra, at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox on Twitter. Hey, of course. Yeah. And thanks for joining us, Amy Miller. Uh, AmyMillerComedy.com has all of your stuff on it, right? Yep. Tell us about uh, Sorry About Your Dad. Um, It's a lot like this, but we just talk about dad issues. <laughs> so, so what part of it is Which like this? Which really, this book is... A lot about plenty of daddy issues. In starts this, yeah. with dad issues and ends with dad issues. And he finds he finds dads. a girl. Yeah, he he marries a woman who has daddy issues as badly as he does. Absolutely, you got to. Otherwise, not compatible. Right. Oh, so I pretty much just interview people about their dad. It's not all sad. Well, they we don't all it's have major sad. issues. Sometimes it's just an issue. of like good dads. So far, no stellar ones. Uh, <laughs> huh. But I can't find that many. Either. I mean, maybe one day you'll have a spinoff podcast called "Your Dad Seems Nice." Yeah. Yeah. Totally <laughs> I'd go on that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I like my dad. Yeah, my dad's great. Just about. Oh, I, I was kind of taking it as like a dad dating thing. <laughs> Your dad seems nice. <laughs> Your dad seems seems kind of hot. How are things with mom? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, maybe on counter gore, people just steal dads. Oh. Maybe on Counter Gore, dads stick around. Uh, oh. And they, oh. It's possible. That's sad. But they're still, they're still referred to as DILFs. Anyway, that's sorryaboutyourdad.tumblr.com is where you can go there and subscribe. Also on iTunes, I assume you can find it. Yep. Yep, find it on iTunes, subscribe to it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Amy. Thanks for having me. And thank you guys. We'll be back next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Tarl, your tarn tar to tarn barn. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, it was moving and then I'm giggling. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Tarl, your tarn tar to tarn barn and torn to tear in your tongue. God damn it. That's a good line. As this one is the one. Uh, Chris, you're going to get through it. But Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Thanks for laughing along with me as you're just making me more giggly. Okay, you're laughing at your own joke now. I did a good job.